gonna make them an awfully camera. I feel the need, the need for speed. He's watched every movie more than once. He's Stephen Fennick. Go ahead, make my day. He's watched the latest Disney movies with his kids, uh, but that's about it. He's Trevor Long. You talking to me? Together, they bring you the best movies you've never seen. I will look for you. I will find you. And I will kill you. Rent BioStream, the latest and greatest movies on Fetch. Watch on a big screen Hisense TV. The best movies you've never seen. The first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. With Stephen Fennick and Trevor Long. This is the captain. Brace for impact. Hello and welcome to the best movies you've never seen. This is our movie podcast, which features myself, Stephen Fennec, talking to my great mate, Trevor Long. And this whole, the whole idea behind this show is me introducing movies to Trevor that he's never seen. Hence the name of this it's my podcast. Fault. The best movies you've never seen. The best movies Trevor's never seen. Yeah, man. It wouldn't have the same, <laughs> Not the same ring to it, kind of it? ring to it if you just <laughs> named me. Because uh, unless your name's Trevor and you don't watch a lot of movies, this is go. perfect there for you. There you go. Uh, well, today we're watching Crimson Tide, and this is explicit as well. There's some language in here. Kitties, bombs not meant to be with mum and dad yeah. right now. And it's not us; it's Hollywood. We're not swearing. It's the it's the it's the actors doing it. This was released in 1995, starring Denzel Washington and Gene Hackman, directed by Tony Scott. Okay. Tony Scott, brother of Ridley Scott. Okay. Great action. It's all in the family yeah. there. Very good. Now this movie is. Based on, it was inspired by a true story. The refusal of an officer to uh. launch nuclear weapons due to a fragment order. This happened during the Cuban Missile Crisis. Oh, wow. So back in 19, I think it was in 19, is it early, in the 50s, I think it was. Yep. Anyway, the Cuban Missile Crisis, there was a Soviet submarine that attempted to infiltrate the U.S. Navy blockade by running submerged, right? So they was down, silent, and they by doing that, they'd been out of contact with Moscow for, 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 uh, for several days. Mm. By the time U.S. destroyers dropped signal depth charges to force the sub to surface, the Soviet captain believed that war had broken out between the U.S. and the Soviet Union. And his sentiments... They said the onboard political officer concurred, uh, but the second in command, who was uh, he, he refused. He said all three needed to agree before the launch. Yep. So Vasily Arkhipov was the bloke who said, "No, we've got to agree." And he eventually convinced Captain Savitsky to surface, and then they found themselves by surrounded by U.S. destroyers, and the communication was re-established. And by then, Moscow uh, they'd received orders that they had to return home. 
So wow. They were that close to nuclear war. Br- on the yeah. brink. Yeah. That is wild. So that's where it gets its inspiration from. And obviously spoiler, it's turned spoiler around. Spoiler alert, yeah. this is what happens in the movie. <laughs> so uh, you have not seen this, heard of it, not heard of it. I reckon you had not heard of this till I told you last week. You no, true or false? No, I had no idea. Right. A crim- I, I, no, no, I wouldn't have right. known what it was. No guess, nothing. Okay. So I'm coming into this, and remember, and for people that are just joining us on the show, welcome. Um, but I don't watch the trailers. I don't see the ads. Yes. I just get told what movie to watch, and I watch it. The yes. best hope I've got is the the thumbnail might give me some indication, but most of the time it's just an actor or something two like faces, that. Two faces, yeah, a and, picture of a submarine. And I think, for me, that's a fascinating way to watch these movies because yeah. I don't come into it with a preconceived notion of even what it's about. Yeah. Just I, I know a lot of people, even the real movie buffs, that don't want to watch any kind of trailer. Like they know they want to watch a movie, but they don't want anyone. They don't want anyone giving them a false impression of the movie. They, they don't even watch trailers, right? So they base their wanting to watch the film based on, of course, actors, directors, and yep. just the vibe. Latest one I heard people doing this was Killers of the Flower Moon. You know the new Scorsese movie with Robert Take De Niro for and Jane, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. There it won't people, surprise you that I don't, I don't uh, yeah. loiter in blogs yeah. of movie circles. No, but I do know there's a lot of people that are, that are it's like a nearly a four-hour movie right. and there are people saying, I four don't, hour movie? it's three hours Come 40 on. or something like that. And people are saying, don't tell me anything. I want to go in this and just enjoy it. It's a Scorsese movie. They don't want to spoil oh, it. Anyway, right, okay. that was you for this one. Yeah. You had no uh, impressions before this. Now, this movie was nominated for three Oscars. Wow. All technical Oscars. So uh, okay. Best Sound, Yep. Apollo 13 one. Right. They were nominated for Best Sound Effects Editing, Braveheart one. Okay. They were nominated for Best Film Editing, Apollo 13 beat him again. It was a good year. Good year, but three nominations, not bad. Yeah, not yeah. bad. All righty, this is your last exit before the freeway. We're going to take a deep dive. Get, get it? Hey, into Crimson Tide. But if you haven't watched it, you can watch it on Fetch. Don't put your periscope down. Pay full attention to what you can get on <laughs> Fetch, folks. I'm going to leave the puns there. Uh, you can get everything from movies to TV shows to streaming. Everything is on Fetch. It's your full home entertainment package. Now, a Fetch box allows you to watch live TV, record live TV, and it's the best way to run the EPG to understand what's on and what's been on, watch things that have been on, start over things that are on now, and find the things that you've recorded in a really well-laid-out way by by name, by season, all that kind of stuff. And it's smart. It can be intelligent recording of your TV show. So if you're recording the news every night, you can tell it only keep one news. Don't keep five days or 30 days of news. Other boxes I've had over the years, you record the news, you've got to delete 50 of them if you've been away for two weeks. So it's a great Really usable user interface. It's a great device and it's everything from TV to streaming to movies and a whole lot more. You can get Fetch in uh, major retailers like JB Hi-Fi, Harvey Norman, The Good Guys, Bing Lee, and of course, Internode, Westnet, iPrimus, Aussie Broadband, Ionet and Telstra. Alrighty. You've now seen Crimson Tide. Yeah. Now give us your first impressions. Don't give up the ghost, but oh. tell us your first You've given impressions. up most of the ghost, let's be real. No, I mean um, your impressions. No, no, I you. get you. Look, I... I, I, li- I liked it because yep. it's real. Um, yep. I had a sense of tension L- through legal, it. Yep. There was actually, and we'll get to it, there's some bits that I thought, like I often think too much about movies. Oh, and so you? I see a character and I go, oh, that's going to happen to them or they're going to die or whatever. Uh-huh. There's someone in this movie who uh, just didn't pan out to be anything. It was, it was kind of interesting to me. Okay. Um, I understood it. I followed it all the way. And um, I like that it makes you think. Yeah. At the end, you're thinking, right, where do I feel? 
how do I feel about yeah. the decisions that were made, the things that happened here, and even just at its top level, the basics of the problem. I yeah. like that. I like leaving that thinking. And Excellent. I can imagine leaving a theatre, yeah. as you likely did, yes, discussing I it did. with the person you watched it with. Yes, which would have been my me, myself and I. I saw oh, it really? myself. How many movies, what percentage of movies do you watch on your own? I reckon 80%. You mean at the movies or in Stephen total? Stephen is married. Um, yeah. Well, Jay doesn't like all the movies I like. Like there's, there's be. Did you like, not have any friends before we started podcasting? No, I, I just like because I, I was. <laughs> no, I tell you why. It was because I was working. Well, I was, well, I was working on sport then. I think I was working early shift, right. early morning. So I'd be, I'd have time to go see it at like three o'clock when everyone's still at work. So okay. th- that were the times where I was happily going yeah. to the movies by myself. Yeah, okay. So Nigel, your tweet, you Nigel, never told tweet. <laughs> my, my tweet is, it's not Hunt for Red October. It's another uh, coloured movie uh, about submarines, but well worth strapping in for. All right. Now, I did see the movies on my own, um, and I did love Hunt for Red October. It's right. in, that's, Hunt for Red October is in my top five movies right. of all time. And so I thought, I've got to go see this. Yeah. And loved it. And have seen it. I remember buying it on DVD, on Blu-ray. Not on 4K yet, but um, it was it when you watched it on Fetch, was it HD? It was HD. Um, I think I found it on a streamer and it was yeah. HD. HD, okay. I feel uh, like it was on yeah. Disney. Yeah, right. Yeah, that makes sense because it's touchstone pictures. Okay. Yeah. Right. I uh, have seen it many, many times. Let's talk about the cast and, of course, Denzel Solid. Washington mm-hmm. plays Hunter. He was in two movies that we've done already. The football one. Courage Under Fire. Was there a football And the one? football one. Remember the Titans, the football one. To remember the Titans, otherwise known as the football one. Yeah, I mean, you know. Okay, next one is Gene Hackman. Superman. Who, was in, who was, plays Captain Ramsey. I got that last week. And you, you didn't give me enough credit yes. for getting that off the no, bat. No, I did give you credit. That was a great achievement. I said enough credit. That's pretty cool. And he was also in The French Connection. Okay. And he was also in Unforgiven with Clint Eastwood. Classics. Good on you, Lex Luthor. Viggo Mortensen plays Weps. The weapons guy. Ah, uh, right, yeah. And he was in Lord of the Rings. Okay. And another good movie, recent movie that we'll do eventually called Green Book. A really good movie about a movie set in the 50s. And uh, he's, I think he's, a, he's driving around a, a black performer and it's in times of racism. And okay. it's a good movie. I think, um, ma, ma, what's his name? Um, Mahalia, uh, the guy, the lead actor, won an Oscar for it. Right. He was pretty good. Anyway. James Gandolfini. Yeah, Sopranos. Sopranos. When I saw his name come up on screen, I went, isn't that Tony from The Sopranos? Yeah, Tony Soprano. He played Doherty. Uh, He was in The Sopranos. He was in another – this is a hidden Is this around Sopranos time? Uh, Yes, so the mid-90s. Peak of his powers, yep. Yeah, he was uh, prominent then. Uh, But there's another hidden gem movie of his uh, starring himself and Robert Redford, which we're going to do on the show. I reckon no one has probably heard of this movie, but it's an excellent movie. It's called The Last Castle. Prison movie, good movie. All right. It's not quite, you know, Shawshank level of movie. You think it's, it's Shawshank, it's Shawshank-ish. Wow, that okay. is a Massive stupid call. thing to say to me. Massive call, but it's on our list. Okay. When? Stay tuned. Soon. How long's the list? Very long. <laughs> All right. Before we get to the run through, let's have a chat about our other great sponsor, and that is Hisense. Now, Hisense have great quality TVs, but also great value TVs. They, they have also, which is what I like about their 2023 range, is that even at their cheapest, 55-inch, under 1300 bucks, has the still has the mini LED technology on board. 
and this increases the the picture quality contrast. It really gives you a lot of bang for your buck. But that, that the U6K series is available in 55 inch, 65 inch, and 75 inch as well. The 65 inch is 1599, 55 inch is 1299, and the 75 inch also available. Very popular size is is in is 20 2199. So affordable sizes, it's affordable quality as well. The mini LED has this amazing backlight technology to produce amazing sharp contrast and realistic color. There's quantum dot technology at play here as well, and that gives you stunningly accurate best-in-class color representation. And if you're a gamer, hello, variable refresh rate, auto low latency mode to minimize the input lag. So you're playing games, the best screen in the house to play a game is on the Hisense. There's Dolby Vision, HDR, and there's also HDR10+. So really optimizes color and contrast and brightness when you're watching 4K. And it also has the Vida Smart, uh, Smart the Vida U Smart TV operating system. So it's really easy to get to all your content. That's really, it suggests based on what you're watching, it puts right front and center all the great shows you should be watching. The Hisense TVs represent quality and value. And the two, the two guys hosting this show both fans of Hisense TVs. We both have Hisense TVs. But if you want to take a look for yourself, get down to a store. Don't just take our word for it. See for yourself the value and quality you can enjoy with a Hisense TV. Check them out in store or go to Hisense.com.au. Here is, again, remember there was a little thing that flashed up at the start of this movie that says yeah. the three most powerful men in the world. Yes. A, and I'll tell, yeah. you, tell you why I know that happened because yeah. I struggle sometimes to see those little written things. Yeah. It had a really long intro here to the point where I was skipping. I'm like, can we just – What, you mean the, the, the bloke on the, on the thing? Just this – Oh, the – Before the those credits, words came the credits. up. Right. It was like, come on, <laughs> get to the movie. That's why last week was so good. Yeah. Honestly, okay. I, I went skip and then I skipped too far. I'm like, oh, now we go back. And in yeah. the end, I should have just watched it. And it, it said it. the three most powerful men in the world, the US president, Russian president, the submarine captain. Yeah. And so that sort of set the scene. But here's, speaking of setting the scenes, who better to tell you what's going on than a reporter from CNN? This is Richard Valeriani reporting live for CNN from the French aircraft carrier Foch, somewhere in the Mediterranean. Six days ago, as the rebellion in Chechnya spread to the neighboring Caucasus republics, the Russian president ordered massive bombing strikes against rebel positions and Belokani. Appalled at the loss of human life, the President of the United States, joined by the French President and the British Prime Minister, suspended all foreign aid to Russia. Ultra-nationalist leader Vladimir Rodchenko denounced the U.S. pressure as an act of war against the Russian Republic and Russian sovereignty. Denouncing his own president as a U.S. puppet, he called on the Russian people to join him in revolt. He said this brutish and hypocritical American intervention will not go unanswered. On Tuesday at 10 o'clock in the morning, Moscow time, the Russian parliament was suspended and martial law was declared. With the government in crisis, the Russian Republic was entering into what can only be described as a state of civil war. Then yesterday at dawn, Rachenko and rebel forces seized the region around Vladivostok, including a naval base and a nuclear missile base housing Russian ICBMs. As regular Russian military forces move into encircle Rachenko, Allied military forces are in a state of high alert. These French planes taking off behind me have been deployed near the Caucasus since the beginning of the crisis. 
and a crisis which started in the Caucasus has now spread to the Far East and appears to be turning into the worst standoff since the Cuban Missile Crisis. Cuban Missile Crisis, which we referred to earlier. Yes. Now, that rather long explanation really paints the picture. Yeah. And did you notice uh, they showed you a flash of Radchenko? Yes. Did you recognize him? No. Out of Seinfeld? Oh. Remember when George gets the gets the job at the industrial smoothing place? You know, the, he's the boss, remember? Kruger Industrial. No. Kruger. Kruger Industrial, yeah. That's that's the guy. That's the boss of the company. Oh. Remember, and, and George George Costanza worked, works for him. Oh, I didn't, I didn't notice yeah, it was Kruger. Same, yeah, right. actor, same actor. <laughs> Next scene is a little kid's birthday party. There's a magic yep. show happening. Uh, it's uh, Hunter, the Denzel Washington character. It's his daughter's birthday. And he goes off. A, did you like the ancient looking video camera here? Yeah, <laughs> he's filming and he's, he's oh, filming. Low battery. He goes to change the battery. Yeah. He sees the report on CNN, and yeah. you're thinking, mate, get back to your birthday party. Yeah. Then you realise he's invested in this for a reason, which becomes very clear. Yeah, he gets a phone and call, and his mate Webs, who's there too, also he gets a beeped yep. as well. So you realise, so really showing off '90s technology. Here. Shit's going down. Yes, you know? that's it's like that whole moment now when yeah. when everyone gets a text message at the same time about yeah. something. So yeah. You know, but I think it's it's a good little scene because it shows him as a family man. Yeah. Um, but his priorities are what they are. He is a uh, he's a navy man, and he has to go. He's got duty. He's yeah. got to fulfil his duties. Uh, the next thing we see is uh, Hunter, which is the Denzel Washington character, in a meeting with uh, who we discovered to be Captain Ramsey. Annapolis. Five patrols on fast attacks. Two on boomers. One is XO. Hmm. A year at, excuse me, Harvard. I talked to your former CEO. He tells me he tried to adopt you. <laughs> As you no doubt heard, my XO has appendicitis. He's the best I ever had. I need a good man to fill his spot. Your name was at the top of the list. Well, that's good to know, sir. It was a short list. <laughs> Your interest, Mr. Hunter, what do you like to do? Do you, uh, do you paint, play ball, play an instrument, ride motorcycles, what? Ride horses. Horses? What's the best horse you ever rode? Arabian, sir. An Arabian? Well, that's a powerful animal. You ever ridden one? To me? <laughs> Are you kidding? No, I couldn't handle Arabian. Uh, just give me an old paint. <laughs> an Arabian. He slapped him around a, a couple horseman. of times there. He's a horseman. What do you mean? Well, I mean, he looked down upon him for his Harvard education. Well, no, he said, oh, excuse me, Harvard. But that's like, what I'm look, saying. Look at it you, was, yeah. It was him going, mate, this is not my level. This is not how we roll. Yeah. That's the first impression so I got there was, the mate, differences between he's like, them. mate, you know, this okay. is well, this is not a Harvard base. But it was, it was still—I yeah. found it was still respectful, though. You sort of no. respected him. No, you he was—he was beginning to test him from that is moment. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I sort of saw. This it. is a guy who's got his right-hand yeah, like, man, but, but like begrudging respect. You know, he was—he's like, just excuse trying. Excuse me, Harvard. Do you know yeah. what we talked last week about the yeah. Vincent character testing Max yes. during that early oh, okay, cab ride? Yeah. That's what this is. He's well, no, testing him right, early. You're right. There are little incidents throughout the movie where he really is pushing him a bit and sort of trying to get him to speak his speak up about stuff. Yeah. Fair, fair call, fair observation. 
Uh, I do like the bit where the Jack Russell jumps up on his lap and he goes, oh, he approves. Hmm. Well, in other words, so it was up to the dogs it was up to, to the approve. Dog. Yeah, cheers. Yeah, and he calls the Jack Russell the one, of the, one of the smartest dogs around, apparently. Is yeah. it a Jack Russell or a blue healer smarter? Let's be real. Oh, I don't know. We see Radchenko on the TV saying that for every Russian killed, he will kill 900,000 wow. of yeah, the people responsible. Threat. So this bloke's a bit of a loony. Ramsey addresses the crew uh, and also introduces Hunter. They've seized the region by the Chinese and North Korea borders. That includes a submarine base from which they've surged four Kula-class attack subs. They've acquired a nuclear base at Artum that houses 25 hardened silos for Russian ICBMs, armed with up to 10 warheads apiece. Now, the Russian government has assured us that talks are underway. They claim that Rashinko forces do not possess the launch codes. But if Rachinko were to crack them, they could launch against our West Coast direct or come in over the pole, take out Washington and New York. The Commander-in-Chief has directed U.S. military forces to set DEFCON 4. We've been ordered to get underway at 0600 hours to assume alert coverage mid-Pacific the Far Eastern TVD target package. Please keep your men informed. Lieutenant Commander Hunter is our new XO. Please bring him up to speed on ship's personnel and supplies. So we know the shit's getting real here. Yeah. Okay, they're going to go to sea. Because when they leave yeah. the room, yeah. it's like the all of the uh, officers yeah. or, or or just um, servicemen so just kind of officers, yeah. roll their eyes. They're like, yeah. oh, my God, this is real. Like, Because, yeah. I don't they know, don't, the armed yeah. forces are you know pretty wild, so yeah. you don't normally well, see this kind of action, nuclear at, action. At the start of that talk when Ramsey's talking early, he goes, gentlemen, we're back in business. We thought it was, it was calm. Now we thought with the peace is over. We're back into it. Um, so it is now time uh, to go. Hunter is in the car chatting with his kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, it's he's saying, look, you know, talk to his son. He goes, you know, you got to take be you take charge you and step behave. Up. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah, his wife is. Yeah. So he left a birthday party to go yeah. to work, and he's now got to go to potentially fight a nuclear war. Yeah. His wife is the best, most understanding wife you could have because yeah. he's like, I don't know what to say. She said, you don't have to, just yeah. say goodbye. Yeah. It's a, it's a, Navy, a good moment. She's a Navy you, wife, yeah. Because you realise at that moment, yeah. that whole family scene is not going to be part of the movie. It's yeah. not – it was it only there to establish him man. as a family yeah, man, yeah. but it's not going to be a – you know, it could be – like let's say, you know, she and he had a fight on when they left. It would be something that he'd reflect on during the mission no, and all that. No. It's left. He's got a very it's uncomplicated left behind. family life. Done. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. True, Move true. on to the boat now. Uh, it's pouring rain as Captain Ramsey addresses the crew before they set out on their mission. There's trouble in Russia. So they called us. And we're going over there and bringing the most lethal killing machine ever devised. We're capable of launching more firepower than has ever been released in the history of war. For one purpose alone. Keep our country safe. We constitute the front line and the last line of defense. I expect and demand your very best. Anything less, you should have joined the Air Force. 
<laughs> Even I got that. That was a good line. That was good. And, but what's yeah. interesting is that also it's that very American thing of we're doing this for our country. Yeah. Do you know oh, what I mean? Like, are, yeah. Yeah. I know they are literally at risk uh, yeah. of you know intercontinental ballistic missiles, yes. ICBMs, but yeah. it's just it's just a weird thing that I don't think we relate to. Do you Absolutely know what I mean? Not, mate. Yeah, we don't it's, like in our era. Well, we just, yeah, Australian soldiers are proud. You know, they, I they know, go to but, war, not? Yeah. but I they think fight. yeah, the average population doesn't yeah. doesn't even identify with that in Australia more so than America. Yeah, the, it's a you know it's a military thing. You know, if you if yeah. you anyone who served will tell you how proud they are of serving mm. their country. Uh, Ramsey and Hunter are up top before they dive, and this is where Hunter gives him a, a cigar. My last breath of polluted air for the next 65 days. Gonna miss it. I don't trust air I can't see. It's <laughs> my favorite part. Right here, right now. Bravo, Hunter. Sir? You knew to shut up and enjoy the view. Most eggheads want to talk it away. Your stock just went up a couple of points. Thanks. Allow me to give you a tiny bit of advice. If you want your own boat someday, the very worst thing you can do is worry about yourself or try to impress me. I can't stand save asses and I won't abide kiss asses. You keep your priorities straight, your mission and your men. Good advice. Yeah, pretty good. But that's a great line. Don't trust yeah. air I can't see. It's <laughs> When I first heard it, I'm like, I don't know, what the hell just happened? And then you realise he's talking about the polluted air. Yeah. Um, and how that makes him feel like he's at home, yeah. safe at home. Yep. That's a really cool yeah. line to analyse something so silly. And Hunter knows not to step on it. He yeah. sort of let him let him alone. Uh, at the officers' dinner, now they've they've submerged. They're they're having dinner in the in the officers' mess. This is the first real crusty bit for him. This is and this builds on what you said before about how he's sort of he's. Poking him, him and trying to understand him. who he is. This is a very good part here where they're talking about the threat of nuclear war and Ramsey asks what Hunter, remember they talk about the bomb, the Hiroshima bomb, and uh, ask him what he thinks about this whole thing. And it becomes um, really reveal, it, it reveals that, that, like you said, that, that Hunter, sorry, Ramsey is trying to really open this bloke, expose him for who he is. Yep. Rick Over gave him my command, a checklist, a target and a button to push. All I had to know is how to push it. They tell me when. They seem to want you to know why. I would hope they'd want us all to know why, sir. The Naval War College, it was metallurgy and nuclear reactors, not 19th century philosophy. Hmm? War is a continuation of politics by other means. Von Clausewitz. I think, uh, sir, that what he was actually trying to say was a little more complicated. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the purpose of war is is to serve a political end, but the true nature of war is to serve itself. <laughs> I'm very impressed. <laughs> In other words, 
The sailor most likely to win the war is the one most willing to part company with the politicians and ignore everything except the destruction of the enemy. That you'd agree with that? I'd agree that uh, that's what Clausewitz was trying to say. But you wouldn't agree with it? No, sir. I do not. <laughs> no, I, I just think that in the nuclear world, a true enemy can't be destroyed. Attention on deck. Von Clauschwitz will now tell us exactly who the real enemy is. Von? <laughs> in my humble opinion, in the nuclear world, the true enemy is war itself. Boom. See how he, at the start of that, little uh, before that that bit of audio he was sort of describing how he's just like a simple man he goes yeah. oh, give me a button to press and where to yep. go yep and um he was he then was was sort of saying well you heard that he goes, you seem to know want to know why yeah to do it he goes well don't we all want to know that like, yeah so immediately they're at odds with, it, with their approach it, it it creates for me a generational gap yeah. right yeah because you've got this old school military man yeah. who is badged you know, sleeved and understands that he's got a job to do, just do it, right? Yeah. And then you've got a guy who says it's different now. That's mm. why he talks about the, the nuclear age, the the, yeah. the current era. Yep. It's different now because back in the day yeah. when old mate Ramsey came up, even before there was nuclear weapons, mm. there was big bombs and there was, you know, uh, gunfights and there was, what are they, you know, knives yeah. on, uh, on the end of guns. It was, yeah. it was hand-to-hand combat. Yeah. It's very different now, and that's what he's trying to point out. The officers were also talking about how um, Ramsey was – he's one of the only officers around that actually saw combat. Remember they said he went into into Nicaragua and did all this and this, and uh, how he's very much – he's old school kind of guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so after after that little incident, a fire breaks out in the galley. Mm -hmm. So uh, the – the I think um, Hunter was having a jog, and he ends up running in there and and turning off the there's like a safety uh, uh, it turned on the fire extinguishers in there, and uh, at that point though, in the height Ra- of a fire, yeah, so Ramsey decides to run a missile drill despite this emergency and the chaos. Hunter goes back up to the to the bridge and says, "Look, mate, this could flare up again." And and Hunter goes, "No, I don't care. Just leave me alone." So he dismisses him. Yeah, right? we're in the middle of a drill. But then they yeah. get called down to the medical area and yeah. they've got a guy who's having a cardiac arrest and yeah. ends up dying. He ends up dying. So a crew member had a heart attack, dies, and Ramsey then cancels the drill then. Right? Yes. Now, at the time, there was a little bit of a disagreement and uh, Ramsey calls Hunter Into his back quarters. to his quarters. Lest you forget, Mr. Hunter, we are a ship of war designed for battle. You don't just fight battles when everything is hunky-dory. What'd you think, son? I was just some crazy old coot putting everyone in harm's way as I yelled, Yee-haw! <laughs> that was not my first thought, sir. But there's no excuse. At the time I was fighting the fire in the galley, I did not agree with your call, sir. Take a seat. Just so we understand each other. I don't have any problems with questions or doubts. As I said to you before, I'm not seeking a company of kiss-asses. But you got something to say to me, you say it in private. And if privacy doesn't permit itself, then you bite your fucking tongue. Are we clear about that, Commander? Has a bell, sir. 
Those sailors out there are just boys. Boys who are training to do a terrible and unthinkable thing. If that ever occurs, the only reassurance they'll have that they're doing the proper thing is gonna derive from their unqualified belief in the unified chain of command. That means we don't question each other's motives in front of the crew. I'm on board with Ramsey there. I am too, but he constantly, the more I watch this and even this viewing, the more he contradicts himself though. Sure. He's, he's saying all these things about, you know, the chain of command and doing it right and, and yet he goes so far yeah, rogue. Yeah. He's sort of, I'm thinking what, is, what you're doing and what you're saying are two different things. Yeah, but that, that becomes part of a kind of blurred vision for him yeah. in, as, as we progress through the movie. But at this point, you're like, yeah, you know what, Hunter, uh, that probably was a good time to run a drill. Like, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, we find out later. Whip says, "You know, he's an old, he's an old guy. You know, as he's set in his ways, you get used to it, sort of, mm. sort of thing." But uh, in the meantime, the Alabama receives an emergency action message. They're saying Rachenko is close to breaking the codes for missile launch. Readiness has been raised to DEFCON three. As you know, before we got underway, the Russian army was in position encircling the rebel camps. And Rachenko started making extravagant threats should anyone move in on him, that he would launch his land-based nuclear weapons at the United States and at Japan. The only safeguard was that the Russian government control the launch codes. Intel now indicates that those launch codes have been compromised. And US military forces have been directed to set DEFCON 3. The last time we hit this state of emergency was 32 and a half years ago during the Cuban Missile Crisis. So this is what it's all about, gentlemen. It's what we train for. So it is getting even more real. Mm. Um, and they're DEFCON 3. They've been approved to launch yeah. a nuclear missile. Well, they're, they're, they're saying get ready to launch a nuclear missile, yeah. basically, yeah. So uh, the we see, though, a little fight breakout between two crew members. Mm. Argument over the better Silver Surfer. Have you heard of Silver Surfer? Comic book character? No. Yeah. Very popular. Uh, Hunter witnesses it and tells Ravetti, one of the guys, look, you know, you need to be a leader. And then he, I like the sort of bit at the end where he says, and everyone knows that the Mobius Silver Surfer is nowhere near as good as the other Silver Surfer. And, yeah. and the guy sort of has a laugh and they sort of bond a little bit over that. Um, he tells Ramsey, though, about the fight. And again, this is another thing that is he's, he's trying to embarrass him, I think. He tells Ramsey about the fight and that morale might be a little low has brought it to my attention that morale may be a bit low. <laughs> that you may be a bit... On edge. On edge. So I suggest this. Any crew member who feels he can't handle this situation can leave the ship right now. Gentlemen, we're at DEFCON 3. War is imminent. This is the captain. That is all. Now, was that necessary? No, was that, that necessary? was an asshole move. That's yeah. where that's where he loses me. Yeah. Yeah. So he gets me on board earlier, yeah. and now it's like, mate, come on, that's yeah. just childish. What are you doing? Childish. Yeah. So uh, in the in the meantime, the sonar crew they detect another sub nearby, mm -hmm. submerged. Object in the in the distance, and yep. then I think Ramsey says, "Make sure identify that ship." And at that time is when another EAM emergency action message has been received, an authorized missile launch. Boom. This is the captain. Set condition one SQ 
for strategic missile launch. Spin up missiles 1 through 5 and 20 through 24. The release of nuclear weapons has been authorized. This is not a drill. XO, take the con. Go to my stateroom for the launch keys. XO has the con. This is where Hunter repeats the order. Second edition, 1SQ for strategic missile launch. Spin-up missiles, 1 through 5, 20 through 24. The release of nuclear weapons has been authorized. This is the XO. Con weapons, estimated time to 1SQ for strategic launch is 14 minutes, sir. 14 minutes. Mm. So that's, that's what I love about this movie. There's always a ticking clock. clock yeah. They tell you about 40 minutes. Rachenko's going to have his missiles be ready to fly in 21 minutes. So yeah. the, the, you're always battling the clock, yeah. which adds to the tension. Of course. Uh, so uh, they think, okay, well, we've got some work to do here. But they do, though, they find they out that the club, the, the, the sub the is sub. a Russian Akula class. Now, remember earlier where they said Rachenko had taken over the submarine based and had four Akula class submarines. This is obviously one of them. Mm. And so they think, well, we've got our work cut out for us here. Gentlemen, this is the captain. We have an Akula-class submarine out there. We know that Rachenko controls at least four submarines. This could be one of them. Russian rebels have threatened to launch against our country and are fueling right now. They will have launch capability in 60 minutes. We also have orders to launch our missiles, which is exactly what we're going to do. We are rigging for ultra-quiet. All hands be ready. This is as real as it gets. We'll presume nothing. Defend ourselves at all cost. If that sub so much as comes around or opens up a tube door, we're going to take her out. There's another clock in this one where he says 60 yeah. minutes. You see a guy reach to a clock and set it to 60 set minutes. It again, yeah. And then yeah. the guy announcing uh, throughout the movie. But yeah. as they're trying to avoid the Akula class, so they're going deep, Another EAM comes through, but they're too deep to receive the complete doesn't doesn't message. even begin to come through. Really, yeah. they get like one and a half lines, and that's the intro. So what what Hunter suggests is they launch the buoy to receive the message, and as they're doing it, the uh, the the what do they call that thing? The winch. The, the winch makes noise, which is the worst thing you and can it have. Exposes in quiet them, mode. exposes them, and then the Akula class then turns towards them and launches. The torpedoes. Like proper opens up. Yeah. And I'm thinking, mate, are you going to do anything here? Because these torpedoes are coming at you. And then yeah. I realized that just like a, a fighter jet, they have countermeasures, yeah. flares, in this yep. case, little, little kind of dummies yeah. that go out and try and throw the torpedoes yeah. off target. And they, and, do, and they do. Yeah, they, they, they misses them. One explodes nearby, severs the buoy, radio comms down. So they're, yeah. they're, 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 they're no, no communication. And we do find, though, that the message received is incomplete. December, where's that EAM? You all right, son? Yes, sir. I got it. That's it? Uh-huh. It's incomplete, sir. We lost it when the radio buoy cable got severed. Mm -hmm. So, problem right there. Yeah, big problem. Hunter comes to the, do they call it the con, the bridge? The, he comes the con, up there. I, I assume it's for control. Yeah. And he, uh, he shows him the incomplete messages and recommends that they go to periscope depth to continue to receive the rest, the rest of the message. We have orders in hand. And those orders to make a preemptive launch. 
Every second that we lose increases the chances that by the time our missiles arrive, their silos could be empty because they'd flown their birds and struck us first. Yes, sir. You know as well as I do that any launch order received without authentication is no order at all. That's Captain, our number one rule. That rule, rule is the basis for the scenario we've trained on time and time again. Yes, sir. It's a rule we follow without exception. Captain, National Military Command Center knows what sector we're in. They have satellites looking down on us to see if our birds are aloft, and if they're not, then they give our orders to somebody else. That's why we maintain more than one sub. It's what they call redundancy. I know about redundancy, Mr. Reiner. All I'm saying... All I'm saying, Captain, is that we have backup. Now, it's our duty not to launch until we can confirm. You're presuming that we have other submarines out there ready to launch. But as Captain, I must assume that our submarines could have been taken out by other Akulas. We can play these games all night, Mr. Hunter, but I don't have the luxury of your presumptions. Sir. Mr. Hunter, we have rules that are not open to interpretation, personal intuition, gut feelings, hairs on the back of your neck, little devils or angels sitting on your shoulders. Captain, We're all very well aware of what our orders are and what those orders mean. They come down from our commander-in-chief. They contain no ambiguity. Captain, Mr. Hunter, I've made a decision. I'm captain of this boat. Now shut the fuck up! So... But this is where Here's it all where turns it hits on the head. fan. Yeah. Okay. Now, at this point, right? Yeah. Are you thinking, okay, there's a fragment. Should we wait, or it's let's let's fly the let's fly, fire the missiles? Were you thinking? Oh no, I'm I'm all on board, Hunter. Here, I'm like, right. dude, you need Hunter. to know that that message says, yeah, could proceed could be anything, yeah, or, or uh, uh, urgency, yeah, or is it telling you to stop? There is no. Question that people would have doubt in their mind. Yeah, and Ramsey's continuing. He's, he wants to proceed with the launch. The operating procedures governing the release of nuclear weapons, we cannot launch our missiles unless both you and I agree. Uh, now, what are you waiting for? Authority, sir. This is expressly why your command must be repeated. It requires my assent. I do not give it. And furthermore, you continue upon this course and insist upon this launch without confirming this message first. Uh, I will be Chief forced of the boat. by the rules of precedent. As Captain Commanding Officer Regulations. I order you to place the under arrest. Six the Navy regulations. I say again. I order you to place the XO under arrest on the charge of mutiny. Cop! Captain, please, the XO is right. We can't launch unless he concurs. To the USS Alabama. Rebel-controlled missiles being fueled. Launch codes compromised. Dissonance. Threatened launch at continental United States. Set DEFCON 2. Immediately launch 10 Trident missile sorties. They're fueling their missiles! We don't have time to fuck around! Sir, I think you need time to think this over. I don't have to think this over! Captain, I relieve you of your command of this ship. Cobb, escort the captain to his stateroom. I'm assuming command. You're not assuming anything. Chief of the boat, Captain Ramsey's under arrest. Lock him in his stateroom. So, it's interesting because in that audio grab, I feel great sympathy for Ramsey because... Mm. His deep fear is the United States being attacked by a nuclear bomb. Yeah. And as he sees it right now, there is an imminent risk. Yeah. But they were trying to get another message through. So what they don't they don't do that just for fun. No, that's right. And you I know, think so, so I think what do you do? That that's offset by the fact that he's just not listening. Yeah. You know, mate, if we just go to periscope depth or close, we'll be yeah. able to get the message. And then we can like I feel like that should be the response. Listen. Take us to periscope death. Give me five minutes to get the message, and then let's bomb these fuckers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that should have been his his line, but yeah. instead it, it it escalated. 
and Hunter has now taken command, wants to re-establish communication. But you've got to remember, the Akula's still there, and it's come. It's right on top of them yes. and fires its torpedoes again. again. So they're in trouble. They're evading. Yeah, they're now Hunter's evade the, the control, so yeah. he's, he's talking about how to evade it. Yep. Um, he's launched the counter-strike that uh, he, he then – he then fires his own missiles that destroys the Akula. Blows it up. And there's just as they Yeah. And then they think, hang on, I must have got off a torpedo beforehand. Mm. And they do their best to evade that. But it, it blows up right near them and cripples them. The yeah. Alabama's crippled. So they it's starting to water, sink. Whole range of things. Take it on water through the Bilge Bay. He orders the Bilge. There's three blokes in the Bilge Bay that are shut out down there. They drown. Yep. And uh, their, their three crew members inside, they're dropping to, I didn't know this, crush depth is 1,850 feet. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. everything has a, yeah. as we've seen a with limit. the Titanic thing, yeah. everything has a limit. But uh, as they're getting down there and you're thinking, oh, come on, what's happening? And then they regain propulsion and get back to periscope depth. Yeah. In the meantime, Ramsey's officers, you, th- you think after what Hunter just did there, save them. Destroyed the Akula, they were sinking, and then he got them back again. Well, you know, whatever the propulsion team got them back again. You think that the people who put uh, Ramsey in his, the guy who put Ramsey, mm. who relieved him, you think, well, he's he's sa- he saved our lives here, but they're still not happy. It's, but in uh, the end, yeah. like let's be real, you've got to put. I think you've got to see this next phase through the eyes of a loyal, old school group. Yeah. Of military together. soldiers. You've yeah. got to remember your hunters new. So That's they right. decide to go and try to spring Ramsey free. Now stand aside. Stand aside! Captain. Sir. How bad is it, Mr. Duggerty? It's bad, sir. I've just been looking at Hunter's file here. Closest to combat he's been is a policy summit. Give me an order, sir. As quietly as you can, you get to Mr. Zimmer and Mr. Westergaard. About Linkletter. Now, you won't be able to talk to the TSO. He's at the con. But you can get to Weps. We gotta have Weps. He's the key. You get me those men, a small security force. And come back and get me. Hi, sir. Don't get overzealous now and try to recruit the whole ship. Lead from the top down. Hi, sir. See, that's genius going for Webbs because he knows he's close. He's the nuclear. He's in charge of the... But he also yeah. knows he's close to Hunter. And if yeah. he can convert him over... Yes. He's got the key, literally. And that's who they see next. What's going on? We're not going to let this go down with the XO at the helm. We're not. No, we're not. Been with the captain for years, and this asshole hunter shows up, and I'm supposed to follow him because he says so. You're not supposed to. You've been ordered to. That's what this is about. Proper orders. Proper orders? He has proper orders. He won't act on them. He's in command now. If they order him to launch, we'll launch. I won't blow him all to hell. But I'd rather go down myself and get this one wrong. Look, our procedures are clear. In the absence of a contravening order, in a situation like this, we follow the orders in hand. Exactly. You know how many checks we go through to make sure a launch order is authentic? The EXO agreed with those orders. Now he just wants to throw them away? They don't count? He's lost his nerve. Bullshit! I know this guy, you... Bobby! Webs, we've been ordered to launch. Now why in the world would we do that if they weren't prepared to launch at us? We don't know that for sure. That's the whole point. Hunter, meanwhile, is down talking to the radio guy. Yeah. And uh, did you recognise the radio guy? No. 
he was in a Bronx Tale. Oh. Remember the older yep. Calogero? Remember when yeah, he was, right. grew up and like the dated the the, the coloured girl? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's him. Nice. There's other things. Lilo Brancato. Very nice. Uh, and he talks to him about the importance of the repairing the radio. You know what's going on here? Yes, sir. No, I don't think you do. Let me explain it to you. If we launch and we're wrong, what's left of Russia is going to launch at us. There will be a nuclear holocaust beyond imagination. So it's all about knowing, Mr. Bossler. We have to know whether or not our order to launch has been recalled or not. The only way we're going to know is if you fix that radio. You understand me? So in the meantime, so the radio's still down. Yep. They've sprung Ramsey. They've yep. recruited. Webbs ends up ends up joining them. Yep. Um, and then so Ramsey is heading back to they take head back straight back Kamar. to the Kong. Chief of the boat, make your depth seven five feet. Continue up the periscope depth. Belay that order. Guns are pulled. <laughs> A few there. Any you officers or chiefs feel you've been unjustly caught up in this thing? You stand with me now. So and Ramsey some do. is, uh, yeah, Ramsey continues to uh, go ahead with the launch. Some of the guys, yeah, it's good. They go back with Hunter to the officer's mess. I think they lock him in. Yeah. And in the, inside the officer's mess, again, Hunter expressing the fear of if they get this wrong. Look, it's not a mutiny. I did everything by the book. It's not about the book. If the Russians are going to launch and we sit here and do nothing, who's going to stop them? Half of me's glad the captain came back. He could be right, you know. No orders are valid, Cobb, if they're wrong. We don't know if they're wrong. That's true. We don't know. That's why we have to find out first. What if Rachenko surrendered and it's over? Hmm? We launch, they see us. They launch. Our birds pass each other in the air. Boom. What do you got? Nuclear war. Nuclear holocaust. Do you remember the dude who had the fight over Silver Surfer? Yep. Rivetti? Yep. He's, he's, then, he's now come and overpowers the guy, the guy guarding he, Hunter. Because Hunter earlier gave him the keys to the ship. Yes, he did. Which correct. allows him to get yes. into the mess if he can overpower the guard. And the guard is the guy that he had a fight with before. Yeah. Remember? And yeah. he goes, give me out of the way, fat boy. Remember, he eventually <laughs> overpowers him. Fully gets him. And gets in there. Uh, so he springs Hunter out. Ramsey, meanwhile, is continuing with the launch and Weps is under pressure to follow orders. Yeah. So Hunter calls him and tell and Hunter calls Weps, right? So uh, Ramsey is talking to him. Once that finishes, Hunter calls him and says, You cannot launch right now. Weps, Weps, listen, don't do this. Don't do this. Once you launch, they cannot come back. They cannot come back, Weps. And you know the repercussions if we're wrong, goddammit. Weps, if we fire now. We'll be firing while we're blind and crippled. You understand me? Where the fuck are you? So he's torn. Yeah. Sub is ready to go, ready to fire. Weps isn't cooperating at this point. Yep. So what happens here, I don't know how ethical this is, he puts his launch key in at the con, right? Yeah, that's His launch wrong. key's there. He goes, I'm going to go launch it myself. So he runs, goes to Weps and says to him, "Okay, here I am. We're gonna uh, we're gonna continue with the launch." The trigger is behind yeah. a safe, and only Webs yeah, and has only the Webs code. knows the code. Um, Hunter, in the meantime, sees they're moving above him and decides he's gonna uh, he's gonna head towards back to the con. So he realizes he goes, they're going. He's to the going to launch base, it from the missile like, bay. Well, I'm gonna go and stop so it the, from the, the control. So the key must already be at the control. So he decides to go. But Ramsey confronts Webs. 
Remove the tactical firing key. Sir, it is my duty to... Son, don't talk to me about duty. Open the fucking safe! I can't do that, sir. Pulls a gun on him, yeah? I'm gonna count to three. Then I'm gonna blow your fucking head off. One. Two. me no good to kill you. You're the only one who knows the combination. However, Petty Officer Hilaire doesn't know the combination. <laughs> Millions of lives at stake here, Peter. Don't make a dumb decision. One, two. So he eventually he whips his eyes. Oh, it's okay. Stop. Oh, I'll, yeah, do yeah, I'll do now, it. Has he lost the plot now? You reckon by yeah, now, Ramsey? This is the like point where now everyone should be looking and going, mate, this bloke yeah. is taking this too far. He's he's threatening to shoot other mm. crew members. Yeah. Like, come on. Especially given there was a point which I think we've already been through where um Hunter talks about how there would be another sub with them. There yeah, would be another American yeah, sub, a yeah. redundant sub, and if the, the they if would they don't know. see their birds flying, they would send fly, them an EA yeah, right. and they would they would launch. And you would assume everyone on the yeah. ship knows that. So that's kind of now where everyone's got to be thinking, hang yeah. on a minute, this is going too far. So when when uh, Ramsey gets the firing key, the trigger, he presses he it. He presses it, and then by that happens. time the key's been removed. Just at goes, that very moment. Yeah, it was pretty tight. And he realizes. So too. he goes back to the to the con and demands Hunter return the missile key. Ramsey punches him in the face, not once, but twice. And he just stands there and, and he takes stands it. his ground. He goes, okay, that's how you want to play Which it. is a sign of a man, right? Instead yeah. of fighting back, well, he just goes, right, I'm yeah. going to be the better man here. Yep. I'm going to do the job. He keeps his cool. Um, meanwhile, uh, the deadline for the Russian rebels uh, is approaching for them to launch their birds. Ramsey gives Hunter, he goes, right, you got three minutes before he launches the missile. And in the meantime, they've got to, they're trying to repair the radio. Yeah, well. And this is a scene reminiscent of Hunt for Red October. Remember in Hunt for Red October where um, where Alec Baldwin's character, Jack Ryan, was they're, they're preparing, they're fighting, they're trying to dodge these torpedoes, and then Sean Connery, who was Captain Ramia, says, what books have you written? <laughs> you think the highest moment of tension yeah. talks about something completely unrelated. Yeah. That's this moment in this, in this movie. Right. Speaking of horses, did you ever see those lippins on our stallions? What? From Portugal. <laughs> the Lippins Honor Stallions. Most highly trained horses in the world. They're all white. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You're aware they're all white, or yes, sir? You've seen them. Yes, sir, I've seen them. Yes, sir, I'm aware that they're all white. They're not from Portugal, they're from Spain. And at birth, they're not white. They're black. Sir. I didn't know that. <laughs> but they are from Portugal. Did you feel there was a racial tension in that? You mean black and white? Yeah. yeah. Like uh, uh, like Ramsey no, saying I, these I never, are the most beautiful white horses. I never took that. I never heard it that way. Oh, I heard it that now way. Now that you're saying it, I can't unhear it now. And, and Hunter's now like, yeah, they're beautiful white horses that were born black. So <laughs> suck on that. That's what I heard. Okay. 
Radiocoms are restored. A new EAM is being received. Like, wait, they keep taking a shot of the EAM light going, light up! And then then it finally lights up. There's some life back in it. And they receive. Geez, they draw out this moment of the message coming up. The last message. Message is authentic. One MC. Crew of the Alabama. This is the captain. Set condition 2SQ. Terminate launch. All missiles. Mm. So uh, he was kind of right, okay, but they do have a we, – we do have a bit of a, an update, though. The CNN uh, up the reporter, he does a good job in updating us. In the early hours of this morning, Russian Army forces moved in and met surprisingly little resistance. There were some sporadic battles, but apparently the specter of fighting their countrymen proved too much for these rebel troops, and they surrendered quickly. And so a crisis that seemed to be escalating beyond the point of no return was ultimately resolved with fewer than 100 soldiers dead. And the nuclear base captured by Rodchenko is now back in government hands. Reporting live from the French aircraft carrier Foch in the Mediterranean Sea, this is Richard Valeriani for CNN. I love just, that use of the record, CNN he, at the start and finish. Yeah, he was actually on the French uh, aircraft carrier yeah, Foch. Nice. That was the actual aircraft carrier. Very cool. Uh, now we see they're in Pearl Harbor and Hunter and Ramsey are facing the inquiry. Now, you may have been proven right, This is great. But insofar as the letter of the law is concerned, you were both right. And you were also both wrong. Hmm. This is the dilemma that will occupy this panel, this Navy, and this country's armed forces as a whole, long after you leave this room. Off the record, You've both created one hell of a mess. A mutiny aboard a United States nuclear submarine. Violation of nuclear launch protocol. For the record, it is the conclusion of this panel that your actions aboard the Alabama were consistent with the best traditions of the Navy and in the interests of the United States. As such, the recommendations of this panel will be to accept in a manner reflective of his long and dedicated service to his country, Captain Ramsey's request for early retirement from active duty, and based in no small part on Captain Ramsey's recommendation that Lieutenant Commander Hunter be given his next command at the earliest possible convenience. So it's a really interesting moment because just before that part of the audio, he talks about. Like you get Hunter thinking, hang on a minute, don't I get to say something yeah, here? You're going to take his word for it because yeah, yeah. he basically says this guy is so respected, so yeah, honoured. He we're going to take his word for yeah, it. And if he li- if he's lying, it's the first. What he doesn't know happened, is yeah. that he, this guy Ramsey has basically said, "Look, I'll let me retire and make him a captain." It, yeah. we, we we need to call a spade a spade, and yeah. he probably had a point. So nice it's my step. time. Nice sidestep. You, you you can read. This is what I like about it. You didn't need to see ten minutes of his testimony. No, you can read into it that. He understood that what yeah. happened was wrong and that he may have aged out of this job because yeah, of the, the nuclear age. Oh, I thought that was how I took it anyway. Yeah, and I think um, the, the, the impression I got from it was that, you know, during a game, you got no friends. Once yeah. you cross that sideline, yeah. we're doing our job. 
that's how I interpreted Ramsey during the whole thing. He said, I'm just, I'm doing my job, mate. I don't, whether that's I right. like you or hate you, I'm Spot doing my on. job. Yeah. And at the end of the day, we didn't agree and you turned out to be right. I was wrong, but I was just doing, playing the game. I was just doing my best. Yeah. And, but we see though, good of Ramsey to recommend Hunter because he could have, he could have taken it the other way. He could have said, well, no, nah, he's, he, and That's his right. words carry a lot of strength, right? That's right. He could have easily said, "No, nah, this bloke's a he's That's a, why he's I mean, a hack." He know? chose, yeah. To walk away because he's aged out of the yeah. of the military as it is today. I think that's what I took from it. Absolutely. And they have one last little confrontation outside, which this isn't as you room. expected. Just want to say thank you. You were right, and I was wrong. About the horses, the Lippenzoners. They are from Spain, not Portugal. <laughs> <laughs> Did you think, hang on a minute, yeah, what is he talking it, about? It's, it's a great line because you think that it's going gonna, it's gonna to escalate here a little bit or they're going to part yeah. angrily. It's very yeah. well done. Now, at the end of this movie, there's also another little Really thing nice saying, title page, yeah. It says, as of January 1996, primary authority and the ability to fire nuclear missiles will no longer rest with the U.S. submarine commanders. Principal control will reside with the President of the United States. So it must be, okay, you're on, must be verbal co- confirmation or something rather than just receiving a piece of paper no. with a with a confirmed uh, code on it. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, that was the end of the movie. Did you catch the favourite lines? A few nice clever lines here. And this first line is from when they were first talking about the uh, the Arabian, the Arabian horse, just horses in general. Dumb as fence posts, but very intuitive. <laughs> in that way, they're not too different from high school girls. They might not have a brain in their head, but they do know all the boys want to fuck them. (laughs) (laughs) That's crackers. Wow. This is a really interesting exchange. Remember Cobb, who was kind of Ramsey's mate? Yeah. And when Denzel Washington comes over to thank him? Yes. Remember this? Yes. This is a really good line. Thank you, Cobb. Thank you. Fuck you. Get it straight, Mr. Hunter. I'm not on your side. Now, you could be wrong. Completely improper, and that's why I did what I did. By the book. I thank you anyway. I thank you anyway. Thank you anyway. Thanks anyway. Now this is a bit here. Thank you. Fuck you. Where uh, <laughs> he's talking to Vosler. You ever watch Star Trek? <laughs> Star Trek. You know Star Trek and USS Enterprise. Though. All right. You remember when the Klingons were gonna blow up the Enterprise and Captain Kirk calls down to Scott. He says, Scotty, I gotta have more power. He needs more, more warp speed. Warp speed, exactly. Yeah. Well, I'm Captain Kirk. You're Scotty. I need more power. I'm telling you, if you do not get this radio up, a billion people are gonna die. Now it's all up to you. I know that's a shitty deal, but you got it. Can you handle it, Scotty? Hi, Captain. Now, word is that Quentin Tarantino was brought in to punch up the script a bit, oh. and he made the cultural references, Silver uh, Surfer, Silver Sur- okay, and, yeah, and right. that Star Trek. That were his additions to okay. sort of in the script. Yeah. Interesting. How did that happen? Okay. Now, more than once throughout the movie, they were saying that they had to fuel their ICBMs, right? That they'd con- gain control of. Mm. Uh, but prior to having solid propellant, ICBMs had to be stored dry because liquid fuel corroded the missile's fuel tanks. So the time period which is set is 1995, and at that time, all American and Russian intercontinental ballistic missiles used solid propellant, which meant the missiles 
were stored with fuel already in their tanks, making pre-flight fueling unnecessary. They could have they could have fired those things straight away. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Now, <clears throat> I have a question which you may cover here, but it's been bugging me. Yep. They've got nuclear missiles on board. Yep. The sub. They get a piece of paper that says you're authorized to do something. Yep. They fire a trigger. At what point is the direction of the missile set? Well, that'd be part of the target package. You know, they talk about a target package and the weapons, the, the, they'd be all the coordinates would be part of the target when package. When was that sent through? When Before they left? Part or? of the orders. That'd be part of the orders. They'd have the target Nothing package. Nothing on the orders that says yeah. that, but anyway. Okay, yeah, but on. do you remember how they, they said, oh, the target package, and they've, they've, uh, they, I think they called it SQ-1 or something. And, right, okay. Yeah. All right, okay. That's gotcha. how I understood it. Anyway. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another plot hole here. The result of the hearing. Yeah. How did Ramsey get away with retiring honourably? Hunter should not uh, should not easily get his next command either. A, a sailor yeah. died under Ramsey's missile drill. Ramsey threatened the life of a sailor in the missile department. Virgi- verbally and physically assaulted Hunter, and the the submarine nearly sank during Hunter's watch. Several sailors died. Both man's arm team threatened other sailors. Yeah, true. It it's an outrage. A, it was a shit show. It's and an they're outrage. Both, they're both, uh, got lock them up. News. Lock them yeah. up. Things you might not know. Yep. The scene where the USS Alabama is diving for the first time yep. is actually footage of the real submarine submerging. Nice. Tony Scott, the director, followed them in a helicopter against their permission, but they were able to do it because they were in open, there was like public area where they were filming. They just happened to catch a submarine submerging, and it was there out of the Alabama. Wow. Yeah. The bridge set was built uh, for the movie on a massive gimbal. So it could lean. So it could so lean could, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the dive and Tilted stuff. to set the, uh, simulate the dive angles. Nice. Yeah. Things you might not know, another one. The disagreement between Ramsey and Hunter over the origin of the Lipans, Lipanzana Stallions yes. um, is, was a, the, a, a point of friction between them. And they're both thinking that they are both right about their origin. Apparently, neither of them are right. Oh, what? They're, in fact, Slovenian. Oh, they originate from a town called Lipica, which is why where the name comes from. Mm-hmm. So Hunter was was less wrong because he was closer to where less their actual wrong. origin. Okay, yeah, fair yeah. enough. Towards the end of the movie, um, the VLF antenna is raised. VLF is an acronym for... Very, Very low, low frequency. frequency. Uh, and that's used by submarines because signals, VLF signals can penetrate up to 40 metres of salt water. Okay. And that means submarines can receive message while they're still submerged. And the very long wavelengths as well, 10 to 100 kilometres, make it impossible to determine the location of a VLF signal. So the signal can't be used to track them. Nice. Yeah. Did you notice... The last hour of the movie mm. is re- almost in real time. Ah. So the 60 minutes to launch is actually 60 minutes to the credits. It's wow, exactly that's 60 awesome. minutes. Yeah. Like that. Also, too, and again, this is something I didn't notice till this watch, that the characters Cobb and Weps were named after their positions in the in the in the submarine. Yeah. Of Cobb. Course. Chief of the Chief boat. Chief of the boat. And, and webs webs weapons. Weapons officer. What did you want to just work that out? No. I don't work that out. Did you really? There you go. Webs I did. I cobbled in. You're smarter notice. than you look, mate. Webs was obvious. <laughs> right. It's a nickname. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, three questions for Trev. Hit me. Does Hunter eventually get his own command? 
Well, yeah, it's, it's, he gets okay. his in the next. He gets what Ramsey would have got next. That was the order. Okay. Question two: Do you agree with the final ruling? I mean, I think it's yeah, in the real it, world. I think no forget way the real worldness happen. of yeah. it, but yeah. they're they're right. The, I yeah. mean, Ramsey was right. Hunt, hunt. Ramsey had an order. He yeah. was following an order. Yeah. But there was another order though that might have been coming over the top of it. Yeah, but so it's a toss of the coin job. That's it, what makes it a good movie. Yeah. Whenever there's like an issue, they're like both this, right yeah. and they're both wrong. What a brilliant assessment! Okay, fantastic. Okay, question three: Does this make you want to join the navy? Absolutely not. <laughs> I think it'd be cool being a submariner. It'd be pretty. It'd be interesting. Nah, fuck that. Yeah, <laughs> get me the hell out of that tin <laughs> You're tube, mate. Out. It's bad enough being in the sky in one of the, in a tin ah. tube. At least I can look out and see what's doing. If you had windows, (laughs) no dramas. Good on you. All right. Well, that is Crimson Tide. Give us your wrap-up and rating. Yeah, love that one. Good movie and, um, you know, really dramatic, really good way to, you know, get you hooked and make you follow through. Moments of, you know, kind of unreality but not not yeah. not because of you know aliens but, but great, because great tension in that yeah, just just yeah. just ways of storyline yeah. um yeah it's an eight and a half for me yeah i'm a nine i love this movie i've always loved it and i do love the the whole the tension of it the whole i love that it's a military movie too sort of gives mm. you an insight into the, the chain of command always, and yeah, everything yeah. they're doing it's a real I, I love those sort of movies. we've done a few i yep. love them all so nice. right. that is excellent so, uh, should we talk about next week? I next mean, week, I suspect you might have seen this movie. Oh, I know okay. your wife has. Oh, is it Ocean? Ocean's Eleven. I've definitely seen it. Uh, it was yep. released in 2001. It's pretty old. Yeah, it's 20, wow. 22 years ago. Wow. Starring George Clooney, Brad Pitt, Julia Roberts, Matt Damon, and the list goes on. Now, it's a director question again, all right? It was directed by Steven Soderbergh. Mm-hmm. Which of these films did he not direct? I don't know. Okay. See if you can get this right. A, Traffic. B, Erin Brockovich. C, Sex, Lies and Videotape. And D, Contagion. Contagion. No, he directed all of them. He he directed all of them. That's not fair. (laughs) Well, there you go. You couldn't win that one. He directed all of them. Yeah. It's not fair. Traffic, yeah, good movie with uh, Michael Douglas, Erin Brockovich, Julie Roberts wins an Oscar. Sex, Lies and Videotape, one of his early movies. Contagion. Matt Damon is in it, and it's all—it's a dead set COVID. It predicts COVID one, yeah, eleven right, years yes. before. We're going to get to that one too. Anyway, that was Crimson Tide. Next week, Ocean's Eleven, baby. That's uh, it's set in Vegas, and I remember seeing this, and I'd never been to Vegas yet. Yeah, yeah. And then now every year I'm there, as you are. Yeah. And it, I, well, I, we, when we, I'm there, seeing being visiting Vegas, I watch this whole, totally yeah, differently. Two thousand and one, yeah. this was released. Yeah. That was when I started first started seeing Amanda. Yeah, and then we got married in two thousand and five in Vegas in January, and uh, we started the Bellagio. Boom! Mm. So you saw this with Amanda, dating? Not like at a, a movie. No, I don't believe so. But not we're at definitely. A movie. Where'd a, you watch it? Then? I don't know. When it came on out on video. DVD, I guess. Okay. I don't know. I saw this at the movies, but I'll explain that what in, a the, shock. in the show. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for watching, uh, listening to Crimson Tide. We hope you can join us again for Ocean's Eleven. Bring it See on, you, mate.